Hi, and welcome to Cosmos Science Daily, where journalists at the Cosmos Newsroom report on the latest research and discoveries and explain the science behind the headline news. Today's newsroom journalist and biology graduate specializing in the human microbiome, Matilda Hansley-Davis, is unpacking Japanese encephalitis with yours truly, Sophie Calabretto. Now, Matilda, what's the deal with Japanese encephalitis and how worried do I need to be about my imminent death? So Japanese encephalitis is an inflammation of the brain, which is what encephalitis means. And it's caused by a virus called very originally the Japanese encephalitis virus or JEB for short. (laughs) Um, And this virus is spread by a mosquito bite, essentially. So in terms of worry about getting it, the good news is there's no human to human transmission. So you need to be bitten by a mosquito that's carrying the virus to be infected with it. And other good news, only a small number of infections with this virus in humans actually cause a clinical disease. So the vast majority of people who get this virus from a mosquito bite are actually going to be asymptomatic. They won't get sick. But of the people who do develop symptoms, um, it has about a 20 to 30 percent case fatality rate. So of the people who develop symptoms, about 20 to 30 percent will sadly pass away. And also a big proportion like 30 to 50 percent of people who get clinical disease and survive it have ongoing neurological symptoms so it is a bit scary but then at the same time you have to remember it is still a really low chance of actually getting it in the first place. Right so essentially I need to be bitten by a mosquito that is carrying this virus but also I need to be one of these unlucky people who actually get symptoms so I could get bitten by one of these mosquitoes that and you said that this can't be transmitted from human to human so I don't have to worry about people like I do in in terms of COVID or anything else but unfortunately so essentially I want to not get bitten by a mosquito this has come up in the news recently because we've had some cases here right is that is that normal for Australia yeah exactly so it's not really normal Japanese encephalitis is largely a new disease to most of mainland Australia. So it has been around in Australia for at least a couple of decades, but it was confined mostly to Zenithkes or the Torres Strait Islands and some small areas of the Cape York Peninsula in far north Queensland. And in those areas, there have been mosquito control programs and vaccination programs against Japanese encephalitis introduced that have kept the number of cases of disease in humans pretty low. So that's been fairly well controlled so far. So What people are worried about is the fact that we're now seeing these symptomatic cases of Japanese encephalitis basically down the whole eastern half of the Australian mainland. So we have in Queensland, New South Wales, Victoria, South Australia, um, locally acquired. And so because JE can't actually be transmitted human to human and symptomatic disease is quite rare, the fact that we're seeing this level of cases in these new parts of the country is a bit concerning because it points to a very unusually high level of viral activity and mosquito activity that was never there in the past. Right. So if it can't be transmitted from human to human and I need to be bitten by a mosquito that is carrying this virus, are there certain... So obviously it means that these mosquitoes are ingesting blood from something else. What are the the animals... I don't don't want to blame any animals here, Matilda, but who are the animals who are causing these problems for us right now? Yeah, um, so the the animals who need to go to jail are domestic pigs and wading birds, so things like herons and egrets. 
So they're the species where the virus can get into them and um, replicate, so make lots of copies of itself in a high enough level in their blood to then infect another mosquito when it comes and bites them a second time. So they can get the virus from one mosquito, the virus replicates, it's at high levels in their blood, and then another mosquito comes along and gets infected again and then can go bite a human and pass the virus on to them. For horses and humans, we're what's called dead-end hosts, so it's a little bit different. We can be infected by the virus, but it can't replicate to a high enough level in our blood to then infect a mosquito again. So that's why the, you know it's relatively rare still. Right, so I've never been so pleased to be called a dead-end before in my life, essentially. I feel like I'm keeping people safe. So you did mention that it's got to do with, you know, sort of the potentially the number of mosquitoes as well. What is, why are there so many mosquitoes? Why do they have this? And why are they managing to spread down the coast at what appears to be potentially an alarming rate? That's a great question. And of course, there's a lot of different factors that come into this. But one that quite a few scientists have been mentioning is climate change and the extreme weather that we've been having in Eastern Australia recently. So as the climate changes, animals and and viruses and diseases can expand their range into places where they weren't found before because the climate wasn't suitable for them. And then the extreme weather events are kind of the cherry on top of that. So for example, with this current Japanese encephalitis outbreak, we're in a La Nina cycle now with the weather that's, um, you know, creating these this wet summer, these conditions that are influencing the migration of these wading birds that can carry the virus and they migrate from places like Papua New Guinea into Australia, into new regions of Australia. There's all these pools of water that favour mosquito breeding. And then we have this severe rain and flooding, particularly on the east coast, that can be creating new sort of temporary wetland environments where they don't usually exist. And that's bringing these, you know, birds that like the water, mosquitoes that like the water, the virus and they're also in you know all coming together and coming into closer contact with the pigs who can be hosts and also with humans so it's kind of a perfect storm of these changing climate and extreme weather conditions that is probably helping to facilitate this current outbreak yeah so essentially everything is lining up not in our favor we've got more mosquitoes we've got animals coming into places that they wouldn't normally be and as we said we're not sending any animals to jail but it really is the the bad animals who are doing that so i've got I feel like I don't want to fill people with fear. And as I said, I was slightly concerned about my imminent death at the at the beginning when I started talking to you. But I know that we have science on our side, Matilda. What is science doing to help us out here? Surely there is something that can help me not die from Japanese encephalitis virus. Yes, there, there definitely are. So there are two vaccines for Japanese encephalitis that are approved for use in Australia. They're just not used very widely at the moment. But if it does become a more widespread disease, that could change. There's also insecticides to target the mosquito larvae, which are called wrigglers. That's a kind of a fun fact. If you try to interrupt that life cycle and the mosquito reproduction and help bring the populations down, that's a help as well. But one really exciting area of research is all about harnessing a bacterium called Wolbachia that lives inside insect cells to control mosquito populations. Can you Okay, can you tell me a bit about this Wolbachia then? That makes me feel comforted (laughs) yeah definitely um so it's an intracellular bacterium so it's a bacterium that lives inside the cells of the mosquito and it can actually prevent them from having viable offspring 
So not all mosquitoes have this Wolbachia, this intracellular bacterium. If a male who has Wolbachia mates with a female mosquito who doesn't have Wolbachia, they actually can't reproduce. So if you can breed a bunch of male mosquitoes that have Wolbachia and release them over an area where a lot of the female mosquitoes don't, that will actually suppress their reproduction and help to bring the population down. Right. And is that because only the the women mosquitoes bite? Is that a real thing? Do you know that? That That is true. So basically only female mosquitoes will take what's called blood meals. So yeah, sucking human blood. Um, both male and female mosquitoes also feed on nectar. Ah, okay. So it's basically we've, we'll have a bunch of dud men who have this bacteria. We send them out, they breed with the women, but then the women can't end up having babies because they don't have wool back here. Okay. And then I guess I could be also a responsible adult and do things like just wear repellent. Is this still a good idea? Just prevent mosquitoes from biting me. Oh yeah, hundred percent. And that's something you can do right away. You know, a lot of this Wolbachia stuff is still an area of very active research. It's things that we don't completely understand the mechanisms of how it works. And then it does get quite complicated because there's different, you know, there's different mosquito species carry different diseases. There's different Wolbachia strains and there's other applications of as well. So yeah, you can definitely in the here and now, there's those classic strategies to just try to stop yourself getting bitten. So wearing a strong insect repellent with DEET in it, wearing long and light-coloured clothing. So interestingly, mosquitoes are attracted to dark colours. I'm not quite sure why. This is terrible news for the black wearers of the world. I don't think I own any light-coloured clothing. Okay, so do we know why, just out of curiosity? I I personally don't, and the person who told me that didn't. So um, maybe within the whole realm of science, someone has figured that out, but I'm not quite sure. But yeah, so it's kind of not the best news for people living in Melbourne, I guess. But if you can, you know, pull yourself away from your black clothing um, for the summer, that will also help out. And then there's also avoiding being outside at the time, sort of around dusk and dawn when mosquitoes are the most active. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much, Matilda. I do feel a lot better now. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Keep an ear out for our next instalment of Cosmos Science Today. This podcast was brought to you by Cosmos, a publication of the Royal Institution of Australia.